talking about manchester united who are coming off a loss in the european final against uh, villarreal now it's time for recharging yourself for the next season setting new objectives and for that you need recru- recruitment because we saw that united need a lot of improvement in major areas on the footballing pitch jaden sancho is the pick over harry kane for this transfer market so do you think this is the right move for united at first i was against this i, I thought that sancho is going to be an excessive force which is not needed at united but really paying attention to the way ole has been lining up uh, the united side you can really see how they can use him yeah you can really see that you had a young mason greenwood who was really showing what he can do but when you're not given enough chances to uh, actually build on that that's where you start uh, digressing as a footballer and same goes for marcus rashford who was a tremendous talent on his day but when when you're not playing him in the right formation and in the right way he's not going to be able to give you what he can give you on his typical best day so sancho who is a player for any occasion i feel like him uh, adding on to united would really give them the extra edge which they were lacking specifically let, let's talk a little bit about pogba as well of what raiola is doing with him i think they're demanding at 100 million contract if i'm not wrong and it's absolutely ludicrous absolutely. it's absolutely ludicrous and i feel like it's time to ship him out and use those funds to uh, even sign both of kane and sancho if possible because i feel like uh Uh, Pogba at right, right now is dead weight and he doesn't fit into the system at his natural position and when he's played out of position he does true. end up doing a bit better what do you think I totally agree it would be a dream come true if the likes of Lindelof Pogba and Martial leave Manchester United finally and we get the likes of Kane Sancho and Declan Rice and or Pau Torres so that would be the perfect window in my opinion and I want to ask you this question considering they need to improve uh, defense midfield and attack so all key areas on the pitch so a move of harry kane pau torres declan rice and uh, jaden sancho will this be a good investment and a good enough transfer window to challenge for the title next season and if ole fails to deliver a title and loses on the champions league front uh will this be the last season that we see ole at manchester united yeah i i i think so i think so if he fails to impress yet again i think it's it's time for him to move on cuz I, i feel like as a manager he still needs a lot of room uh, to improve and united just generally as a club is not the place to do that it's not a place to experiment it's not a place where you can improve step by step it's where you also need results True. similar to what chelsea were able to do even though they went through a managerial change they still managed to win a trophy right they had the likes of louis van hal they they had mourinho they had names but not a manager who truly understood what united is as a club right what united is as an outfit Absolutely. and a lot of blame has to go towards the glazers family as well who uh, instead Absolutely. of focusing and yes. building up the squad they are too busy just leeching off the uh, actual brand value of manchester united as a club and uh, before we close this united topic up we saw that man city are coming off a loss uh, when it comes to the champions league uh, and everybody is making the point that city need uh, an out and out proper striker and considering the harry kane interview praising the likes of de bruyne gunduhan and uh, ferran torres and he said that he would like to play with them uh, city is the likely destination for harry kane and other name that is linked with united is uh, declan rice Danny Ings as a striker and Ruben Neves for a 35 million move. 
डू यू थिंक दैट डेनी एंग्स एंड कवानी आर गुड इनफ फॉर मैनचेस्टर यूनाइटेड इफ यू मिस आउट ऑन केन I feel like that's not certainly uh, a good enough choice for United. They need someone who can finish and play at the top level and that's where Wissam Ben Yedder comes in of France. At 30 year old, he is almost at the prime uh, just over that a little bit. Uh you wouldn't you would ideally want to sign someone who's about 27 28, but I feel like at the age of 30, he would come in at a very low cost option and he would provide United with an extra oomph in attack because uh, you've already got Cavani, right? Unless you're going to bring in the likes of Kane or Haaland or Andreas Silva, uh, a pure number nine who is absolutely firing right now, uh, if you cannot bring them in, then you might as well go for a little bit of a safer option where you're not spending a lot and you can save for the defense side of things. Uh, that's where I feel like uh, Ben Yedder can be a great addition for United. I think that Danny Ings is a good forward, but I don't. I see his level being the likes of Everton, Southampton, or West Ham United. going to united and having all this responsibility of being the second choice striker and to play regularly i don't think he can do that he failed at liverpool and i think that he will stay at southampton and move to a club of the likes of everton or west ham in the near future united definitely need to look at other options and if he miss out on kane that will be a big disappointment because that means that city will strengthen and it will be chelsea city and liverpool for next season as well let's move on to the transfer frenzy that is going on these days the biggest news coming from lot of major reports in italy inter milan have a 120 million debt that they need to pay off in the next duration of the next 9 to 12 months and obviously you cannot fill out that debt by selling a few bench players some of the star players need to leave and romelu lukaku the italian top scorer for inter milan the man who gave them the league title is linked with chelsea thomas tuchel will be very delighted with the news what do you think of the transfer there is a fire sale going on at enter and by by my reaction you can tell me that i'm very very happy by this uh, i hate them dearly i hate them dearly but hey <laughs> that that what comes along with being an ac milan supporter but i feel somewhat sorry for the inter fan by absolutely outplaying every single italian outfit this season they did a great job and now your manager leaves and your star man the guy on whose shoulder you won the scudetto with is a linked with a report away and you're even uh, let's talk about lukaku to uh, possibly chelsea and let's even talk about ashraf hakimi who's been linked with a move away and you you can talk about uh, hey is barella safe i feel like barella was next in line to be the captain of inter milan and now we are seeing this happen do you think if uh, lukaku and hakimi are to leave where does that leave inter do they challenge for scudetto next season or not these two players are among the top 5 players in their specific positions in the entire world of football in european football at least so uh, getting rid of lukaku who has only integrating himself deeper and deeper into the backbone of the inter milan squad akhraf hakimi who is a very good defender on both flanks as a full back he's one of the most dangerous modern day full backs if we think about a modern day full back the likes of cancelo joshua kimmich benjamin pavard and ashraf hakimi come to mind so selling these two players these two keys to your title uh, that just leaves inter hollow and whoever takes the charge in in place of conte will have a huge task but i want to ask you about the lukaku move uh, when he was at united when he was at my club i obviously thought lukaku uh, we could do do better than lukaku 
because the pace in England is something that Lukaku has always struggled with. There is not enough time to get the ball, make runs in behind the defenders because the intensity and the pace of the Premier League is probably the highest in when when we compare it to the top five leagues in European football. Do you think Lukaku has improved, and is this something that he will be able to manage? From his first touch, which was a joke in England. And Conte has done a number on him and he's done it beautifully. He's transformed him as a player and he is probably the most terrifying player uh, in number nine in world football right now. Uh, he, He was always very fast. He was always very strong, but his first touch was letting him down. But now he's playing with his back against the goal and he's understanding football right now and really hitting his prime. And him, again, like I said, Conte and Lukaku in the same team and then you've got a young Mason Mount in between them really are like pulling the string that's a scary looking Chelsea side and I feel like uh, Lukaku at Chelsea is the absolute right fit because that's what they're lacking with Timo Werner though he makes the right runs he's not able to finish and even by mistake Lukaku still finishes even when he makes a mistake so that that's that's what I feel like would be a tremendous addition for Chelsea if it ends up going through. Uh, Manchester United struggling to win the first trophy for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Villarreal, again, Una Emery is just immense when it comes to the second biggest European competition in club football, his fourth title. So I feel like Solskjaer's team is always improving but never winning. And that's what's the cause. Like he keeps saying that look at the amount of improvement we have got. But hey, what trophies have you won? None. And you've had the chance to win them with an amazing cast of players. You've got Paul Pogba, you've got Bruno Fernandes, you've got Edison Cavani, Marcus Rashford, you've got Harry Maguire. You've got a number of talented people in your squad and you still fail to do so. Name one midfielder from what Villarreal was lining up. Name a one household name in Villarreal's lineup apart from Raul Albiol. And even that player is forgotten about now because he's playing at at the age of 35. So Villarreal absolutely deserved it on the night. Uh, They were the better team specifically in the extra time. Uh, And you can really see, and that was because of the substitution that Solskjaer was making, right? And uh, I want to talk about the the penalty shootout a little bit. Uh, What were your thoughts on De Gea missing the penalty? Do you blame him? Absolutely not. I don't blame him for not scoring. Mm-hmm. I blame Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for not substituting him for Dean Henderson. De Gea has not saved a penalty in his last 39 attempts. And uh, Dean Henderson, on the other hand, has saved 8 out of his 19 penalties that he faced at a club like Sheffield United. Uh, Villarreal were expected to play with two defensive blocks. They did that. United clearly need defenders. They clearly need a holding midfielder. Ole made a lot of mistakes, uh, not substitute, substituting Rashford. Alex Telles uh, in the early stages of the second half was a mistake on Ole's part. This was a poor display from Manchester United as a club and as an outfit. Not a single person is to be blamed here. Uh, United has always struggled with a team that has a low block. And Ambery knew that. And that's what he did. He played them on the counter and he played them like a fiddle. right? United weren't really able to create any clear-cut chances, bar a few chances here and there. But that was about it. They didn't manage to stay on the ball. Uh, They had the possession, but nothing to show for it. And that's where uh, Villarreal really took the advantage. 
and we're seeing a pattern of an aging defender really commanding uh, you can talk about the likes of Thiago Silva you can talk about Pepe you can talk about Sergio Ramos you can talk about now True. Raul Albio what a defender and what absolutely. he did on that European immense. night was absolutely immense you cannot understate it and that's where experience matters and I feel like United's defense was somewhat lacking that experience but hey what can we say Villarreal congratulations what a story and United better luck next time absolutely before we close this United topic up I want to ask you a question Pau Torres is heavily linked to a move at Manchester United and all the reports are linking that the Villarreal man will be moving to England this summer was this a successful audition absolutely absolutely what a beautiful player Pau Torres is what a beautiful player he really showed that what United are lacking is him right he absolutely showed them absolutely. that and an example comes to mind was Hauger when he was playing for Boro Glimt against AC Milan and he absolutely lit the San Siro on fire with his performance and that ended up convincing True. Maldini to sign him right there and then essentially and I feel like uh, it's going to be a yes. similar scenario here with Pau Torres and uh, if United are intelligent they would do that and go away from the links of other big name players and, and go with him Moving on to the Champions League final, uh, what happened there? <laughs> uh, it was uh, a classic case of Guardiola overthinking everything. What was he thinking not Ooh. deploying a holding midfielder? Uh, the midfield w- they had in the middle was Gundogan. And he is not a holding midfielder by any stretch of the imagination. And that was my True. question at what went wrong. But not to overshadow what Chelsea achieved. Chelsea were absolutely brilliant on the day. Tuchel understood his man. He kept it simple. He played it simple. And they were the better team on the day. Guardiola has failed again and again with Bayern Munich. A tremendous side. And now with Manchester City, another tremendous side. I was predicting a 2-1 win for a City. I did say that the game is going to be very, very tight. There's not going to be a lot of goals in it. But it ended up going to your pick, and that was Chelsea. I like scrapping away with a 1-0 win. What were your thoughts on the win? I expected the match exactly the way it panned out. I thought Chelsea will be very strong defensively, and uh, Pep Guardiola obviously will overthink his starting lineup, <laughs> and he did exactly that. Uh, when you're going against the likes of Kante and Jorginho, that's a very good midfield. They both complement each other. Uh, one is a great passer. The other is a wonderful runner. He was running all over the pitch. Uh, you need players like Fernandinho to match that intensity and rigidity in midfield. Guardiola uh, made that mistake initially. Secondly, Gunduhan is a very attack-minded midfielder. Look at the goals he has scored this season in the Premier League. He is their top scorer. And thirdly, you have the likes of Joao Cancelo on the bench. You have uh, Gabriel Jesus and Aguero. You need to bring these people in and start them. Then make changes at half-time. Because you cannot win the Champions League when you have Zinchenko as left-back, who is a makeshift left-back, by the way. Uh, you cannot play Gunduhan as a sole uh, holding midfielder. Not even a question there. No manager would do that. Guardiola has lost some of his magical touch from the Barcelona days. We talk about Mourinho all the time and we slaughter him when something bad happens or he fails. But Guardiola, with all the budget in the world, uh, going against a much weaker Chelsea side on paper, 
you expect a lot more. The entire loss is on Guardiola. What do you think? I, I agree with you. And not to say that Guardiola is not a good manager. He is probably the best manager of the last century. And uh, that that's saying something. Guardiola has been a tremendous, tremendous presence in the world of football. Bringing in a uh, actually ball-playing goalkeeper into fashion. And really giving the defense an extra layer to play alongside the back with. So that he's done something very, very special. Though he didn't invent false nine, he certainly perfected it. So Guardiola, not to overshadow his achievements, he has been a tremendous manager. But on the night, I feel like Tuchel had his number. But I want to talk a little bit more about what Tuchel did right. And that was keeping it simple. He had his heartbeat of defense, Thiago Silva, being taken off due to an injury. And he still managed to keep it uh, very, very professional. Uh, I think Man City only had one, maybe two chances. And that really showed what uh, exactly. exactly Chelsea did. The game was free-flowing at the start, and I was not expecting that. But uh, the, the number of chances created by both teams was expected. And you got to keep in mind the ex- expected goal tally of Manchester City in this game was the lowest ever this season for Manchester City. That's saying a lot. And probably at the game that mattered the most. I feel like what Tuchel did right was playing it safe and playing it simple and going with the strengths of his team. And that's where Guardiola failed. He tried to experiment and a Champions League final is not the time to experiment. I feel like uh, financial backing is imminent for Thomas Tuchel next season. Romelu Lukaku and uh, uh, Declan Rice, Jack Grealish are the kind of players that are linked with Chelsea. Uh, What do you see in the future for Thomas Tuchel? Imagine N'Golo Kante and Romelu Lukaku in the same team. Oh my God, what a scary thought. What a scary thought. Both absolute beast on the field. And if Lukaku is to move to Chelsea, I feel like Tuchel would have an absolute gifted squad in front of them right so uh, I I feel like it's about time and no one talks about Kante and what he did on the pitch but Foden City's heartthrob and City's heartbeat admitted in an interview that the defender or the player that he's most afraid of is Kante when you think that you've dropped the shoulder and you left him behind he's just there he doesn't go away he covered every single it's a cliche but he covered every single blade of brass on that field Kante and he was amazing truly amazing and truly special and uh, the way Tuchel was able to manage the team midway through the season and lead them to a Champions League glory is something special and he really deserves everything that he needs next season and if he wants a player give him that player because he's going to do magic with them. Hakim Ziyech from Chelsea and Renato Sanchez from Lille are both heavily linked with AC Milan uh, do you see these two as good signings? There, but there is a little bit more of an exciting news that I want to uh, break into here. That's uh, the likes of Domenico Berardi. Uh, I feel like uh, the video that oh. I sent over to you where I was dreaming of uh, Berardi being signed for AC Milan is about to come to a, a reality and uh, he's possibly going to be a replacement for Absolutely. Samu Castillejo. And then you've got uh, the likes of uh, Valahovic and you've got uh, Torino's captain, uh, Palotti linked with uh, Milan and uh, t- like really fixing the problem areas 
of what Milan was facing at the front and center as a replacement for Ibrahimovic and then a poor Samu Castillejo we've got the likes of Salamanca who's been a tremendous addition an absolute bargain under Maldini but yeah Berardi is a step up I feel like so uh, that, that's something that's definitely uh, a good addition now I, I want to talk uh, where uh, another weakness is if we end up signing to, to more then defense is sorted it's more where the number 10 role comes in because links is uh, are also linking Chahanalolu with Juventus with possibly even uh, Manchester United as a suitor for him as well so Chahanalolu if he ends up leaving which I feel like he should as well alongside with Donnarumma because both of them have no uh, shown no absolute faith in the project and uh, dragging their negotiation to the end it's uh, absolute uh, worst way to conduct business so if uh, Chahanalolu ends up leaving True. as well uh, we need a replacement uh, number 10 and that's where uh, one player who's been linked with Atletico Madrid Rodrigo Di Paul comes in to play and he would be an absolute tremendous addition for Milan as well so uh, an ideal summer transfer window would be Berardi Vlahovic and uh, De Paul if the, those three players end up joining Milan and when you've got an absolute tank in midfield like Kessier and you've got Tonali Benasser got a world-class very young core who can uh, do tremendous thing next season and specifically in the Pioli who's been given consistency. Uh, Berardi is obviously on the t- on the edge of world-class maybe this move will take him over the line. Uh, definitely happy for Milan because they have been struggling since 2012 to get back to the Champions League and now they finally achieved it and this is the right time to invest and step up. So let's see what happens in Italian football. Let's talk about your club. One of the most beloved figures in the last two seasons uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma has betrayed you, declined your offer and right now he has been linked with Barcelona, Manchester United, Atletico Madrid. What is your take on this scenario and how did it unfold? Uh, I want to blame Raiola for this. I absolutely do want to do that. Uh, uh, though he was a major true. influence, I feel like Donnarumma does not have a spine. You're making $6 million, six million pounds a year and you're being offered $8 million. What more do you want? Probably in the top five when it comes to uh, highest paid goalkeepers in the world. You're playing for the uh, club that you were absolutely idolized in. You're playing for a club that absolutely adores you. You are a homegrown talent. You love them. You've already made over 250 appearances for them. What in the world is going through Donnarumma's head is completely out of question. You've been given the armband of the captain and you disrespect that. You disrespect Milan, you disrespect Maldini as a legend of the club that you so claim to love. And now that I'm hearing reports that Raiola is offering Juventus Donnarumma for a wage of six, eight million. Not, not even eight, it's been offered to at six million a year. And I feel like Raiola's client should no longer be welcomed at Milan. That's where I feel like Romagnoli is going to be leaving. Uh, in, if you had a spine, you would be like Zlatan, who negotiated his own. He is in love with Raiola as a as a client. And he still said, hey, no, thank you. I'm going to manage my own contract. I'm going to sign the extension. And Donnarumma, who who actually was given the chance at Milan to really shine. And he can be an absolute true gem when it comes to being in his position. He probably is going to be the best goalkeeper in the world in the foreseeable future. And for him to do this, it's an absolute... It's a stab in the back. Not expecting that from him. I was always expecting him to extend. But what he did was nothing short of blasphemy and under the control of Raiola, who is an absolute mercenary. 
He's an absolute mercenary, Raiola, and he's a cancer to the world of football. He should be uh, absolutely banned from the way his practices are. I want to praise Maldini on how he stood his ground and how quickly was he able to replace Donnarumma with the next best thing, right? Mike Manian, uh, who is a French international at 25 years old, had more clean sheets than Donnarumma. I'm not saying that he's a better keeper. He's absolutely not. But when you've got a good enough defense in front of you, you don't need a world-class goalkeeper. You just need someone who's good enough. What are your thoughts? I think United won't buy Donnarumma, obviously, because Mino Rayola doesn't have a very good impact with the Paul Pogba signing that he made. Juventus are the most likely destination. Barcelona are looking at Donnarumma because Mark Antetor Stegen will have a surgery after the Euros. And he's not going to the Euros as well. He's still recovering from the injury he had in the middle of the season. So that's why they're looking at Donnarumma. And that is that is a move that is also on the table for him. But uh, Mino Raiola wants him to go to Juventus. On Donnarumma's part, I would like to say this. You were treated badly a couple of seasons ago when people said you were earning way more than you deserve. He managed to work hard and get gain the love back and gain the trust of the legends at the club. Now he's going back into that drama. So that just tells me that the class in football that footballers like Perlo um, and even the likes of Gattuso or David Beckham or the likes of Kaka had that is slowly fading away in football and it is becoming more and more of a business. So let's move on to Barcelona. After a humiliating UCL loss in the round of 16 against PSG, a third-place La Liga finish and a verbal back and forth with the club president, Ronald Koeman is about to leave Barcelona. Considering every aspect and considering the fact that he has somewhat stabilized Barcelona, what is the best move for all parties considered? I feel like they should give Koeman another chance, let him stay for another year because I feel like letting go of someone is very easy. But keeping someone, even after somewhat of a disappointing season, that's where Barcelona need to be a bit more vigilant with this. They obviously ended up dropping points, a lot of points, unnecessary ones specifically at that. I feel like their campaign died at Granada where they ended up just dropping points uh, surprisingly. They need to be stable. And if you're going to bring in someone new... Unless you bring in a manager who's got a name value behind him and is a serial winner, uh, that un unless that happens, I don't see Barcelona being a stable club for a long time. If they want to bring in someone who's a little bit unexperienced at a high level, Xavi is a very, very good choice. And he's been linked with Barcelona's managerial job as well. So I feel like that would be a good, good shout and giving Xavi a chance to manage his club Barcelona would be something which I, I would be in support of but if that's not happening or and no other big manager is coming in stick with Komen give him another season and let's see what he can do because uh, he he got Messi performing back to his best again he got the team running and the ideas that he had really seemed to work it was just that uh, they were missing the killer instinct at certain points which really caused them what do you think uh, I like Komen I like the managerial stint that he had at uh, mm -hmm. Southampton, mm -hmm. at Everton. I think he's somewhat of a good manager. Not top quality, but not mm -hmm. far off. And he has the ability to work with mediocre players. But my question is this. If uh, they let him go, and we have the likes of Carlo Ancelotti at Everton, who is also considering moving in the next season. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa is managing Leeds United. We have a number of managers uh, managing smaller clubs uh, when it comes to their potential and ability. 
do you think Barcelona can go for one of them in the near future? And out of the mentioned options, what is the perfect replacement for Coman? Bielsa is a very, very, very interesting choice. Uh, considered by Pep as his idol. Uh, and they play a very attacking brand of football. Bielsa's team are known to be very, very attacking. True. And that's a very interesting shout. Carlo Ancelotti at Everton, I feel like uh, he, uh, he is not going to be joining any big name club anytime soon. Because uh, he's been around the block, Ancelotti, and even though he is a absolute gem of a manager, I don't see him being at a top club for in the foreseeable future. So Bielsa, though, is an interesting one. Now, the problem with the Bielsa experiment would be the defense. Because what Leeds United have struggled with this season is not scoring goals, because they did plenty of that. It was conceding them, and they were conceding goals by tons. Right, they were losing 5-0, 4-0, and sometimes they were putting on entertaining matches, scoring on their own as well, but they were conceding more. And that's where Barcelona, had already they have uh, the likes of uh, an aging Gerard Piquet in the back line, alongside an aging, uh, De- uh, not David Alaba, Jordi Alba. Uh, so that really proves that defense is not a strong point as of right now for Barcelona, right? And all the other defenders they have, I, I don't feel like are top quality. So a Bielsa appointment would certainly excite the free-flowing fans, the hipsters of football. But it would be a struggle under him because he would uh, not be able to secure what Barcelona is struggling with right now. And that's their defense. What do you think? I'm just surprised how Leeds United lured the manager of the quality of Marcelo Bielsa to manage them. He's one of the best managers in the world of football right now. And his team, Leeds United, even though they are the rivals of Manchester United, it's a joy to watch them. No, doesn't matter how many goals they concede. But let's move on to Barcelona's recruitment policy. If, uh, if we start finding logic in Barcelona's recruitment, it would be like finding water in Sahara Desert. There's nothing <laughs> makes sense. And they are links with the like of Depay. Alessio Romagnoli is on the card as well. Wijnaldum, Aguero... Are the expected arrivals this season? If they get all these players, what kind of team and system Coman uh, should implement, and what can be the success factor for uh, Ronald Coman the next season? It's a one and done for Simeone and his Atleti side. They are not going to be repeating that win again. But I feel like a at least uh, a second place finish with a late run at the title uh, would be somewhat of a successful season for them. But uh, I, I want to. I'm, I'm a romantic in football, and I feel like Messi deserves another Champions League, and him winning it at Barcelona, that's gonna be dream come true. I feel like, but that is a very, very tough ask, specifically with Lewandowski and his Bayern Munich side. And uh, keep in mind, uh, there are some underdogs like the likes of Chelsea. What they did this season, incredible. Alessio Romagnoli, uh, and if he uh, does end up joining, uh, the way Barcelona's defense lines up. He's a great defender, but he's just not a fit for the way Milan defense is lined up. He is not very good in in a high line and a high press. He struggles with that. He's more of a technical defender who uh, who would like to sit and tackle at the right time without having to push on an attacker, right? So that that's like of defender Romagnoli is, and that makes me think that he would struggle in uh, England and possibly even Germany. So the only choice that left over is in top quality football is. Spain and Barcelona so that's a good choice uh, and as far as Depay is concerned uh, they really need to ship either one of uh, Coutinho or Usman Dembele before they make that move because bringing him in 
uh, is just adding another wage on top of already a staggering wage bill that Barcelona has built up, which is causing them all these problems.